Hi everyone and welcome to our 29th episode of our second season. I'm Dana. And I'm Jim. Today we're at Sloop Brewing Company chatting with our good friend Joe Turco. But first, beer. Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for having us up here at this awesome brewery. Uh, Joe gave us a tour uh, when we got here and... It's huge. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she said. No. <laughs> I was going to say it. Happy Sunday morning. All right. But um, thank you for hosting us. And if you want to just kind of dive right into it, uh, yep. what's the first beer that we're trying? So first beer we're trying is our Sloop Hoppy Pills, uh, Czech style Pilsner, uh, German Noble Hops, 5% alcohol. Going to get a little bit of a floral taste to this one. Um, we started a lager program uh January of this past year, we've never done one. Um, so Justin Taylor, head brewer, uh, founder, wanted to start diving into that stuff, and this is the first beer we did. Uh, we've done a Hellas Lager, we've done a Vienna Lager, we've done you know a few yeah. different, few different styles, and um, Hoppy Pills seem to be the most popular. Yep. So yeah. for us, we kind of went right in. Let me know what you think. Give it yeah. a whirl. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Enjoy this. It's like a classic Czech pills. Yep. Yeah. Clean, like, crisp. Right, right. Yep. On the money, no surprises. Yep. So a lot of times, I don't know if I'm like a purist with certain things, but if you call a beer a certain style and it's not that, then that's not what it is. Like sure. so many places do that now. Like, oh, it's this. It's not. Mm -hmm. You can't just name something just to name it that. Like, mm -hmm. it should... Is there like a rule or can people just call things whatever the fuck they want to call it? I think people are just calling things whatever the fuck yeah. they want to call these days. And they don't get called out. That kind of bothers me. No, and you know what? You follow the traditional. You know, look, if you want to do something, we're a very heavy IPA brewery. And yeah. there's something we want to dive into. And if you're going to dive into it, do it right. You right. Know? So I think for us, uh, coming out with this, uh, you want people to experience that taste. That right. They're looking at the name. They want that taste that they're, right. you know, that they're right. looking at that. David identify each, uh, each yeah. beer with that. So uh, this specifically has been awesome. Smaller scale. Mm -hmm. uh, we are getting it out into primarily the New York City market okay. and trickling around in half barrel can here and there. Um, we might rev it up a little bit more. Um, we are actually looking to maybe rebrand it a little bit you might okay. see the name change recipe tweaked a little bit okay possibly sloop pills it's in the future um that's a great name yeah so i think it makes sense yeah, yeah. i think so so um but for us it's great uh you know we do this on a 30 barrel batch mm -hmm. um sometimes we'll squeeze in you know two 30 barrel batches yeah. so uh it, it depends on how it's going and you know this takes a long time yeah. in the tank, so yeah. eating up a good, you know, five weeks in there. Right. So for us, normal turnaround is usually a two-week turnaround right. for the IPAs and stuff. So smaller scale right now, yeah. but see how but it does. But it's totally and worth it. It's exactly what it's supposed to be. So thank you for that. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. I feel like also beer is new to a lot of people. Um, women are drinking beer more and more, and I think it does them a disservice when people are trying to learn beer and they say, okay, I've read this description, this is what it's supposed to be, and they drink something and it's not what it is. Sure, sure. That's not, you're confusing people. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. trying to get more people to get in this culture and appreciate it. So don't, stop it, people. You know who you are. <laughs> stop doing this. Um, can you explain to the listeners what you do here at Sloop? So I am the director of sales and marketing. So I'm responsible for 
just that, sales and marketing, but uh, new markets, um, you know, uh, sustaining business in current markets, uh, working with the wholesaler partner, working with the accounts, That's doing a lot. stuff like this, marketing side, working with our creative director, Bob Davidson, on, you know, names, uh, labels, things like that, all the artwork, so it's busy, but... It's fun. So, and you guys just expanded by two cities. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, we are going to be entering Rhode Island. Uh, probably uh, just a little splash next week, and then revving up like more of a formal launch in springtime. And we nice. are working out wa uh, Washington D.C. right now, That's awesome. which we're super psyched about. Um, and that could be uh, as early as November, uh, mid-November. Um, so our footprint right now is New York, Jersey, Eastern Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, Connecticut, um, obviously New York, I don't know if I threw that in there, and then <laughs> Rhode Island and South Carolina, and then eventually D.C. Okay, so. explain South Carolina. How'd that get thrown so in there? So South Carolina, a good friend of mine uh, runs her own wholesaler out there, Ralph oh, wow. Distributing. Yeah, so she's, helps. she's from <laughs> over here, but... Um, She's picked up some New York brands out there, uh, Six Point, Barrier, uh, wow. Wolfer, and wow. uh, they were doing very well, and she wanted to get the beer out there, so we signed a contract, and I think it was also a test for us, you know. Uh, we All the fans in the Northeast have been great, yeah. all the support from the accounts and everybody, but we wanted to see, can our beer sell? Are we a regional brand, or right. are we going to be, can right. we sell outside of the Northeast? And it shows we can they're they're doing really well and we're super happy to be with them so for our listeners that aren't familiar with the sloop brand yep. can you give us a little background about the brewery how it started um you know the flagship beers that you started yep. with what really kind of ran out the gates yep um so 2011 uh adam watson and justin taylor are co-founders um those guys met at suny new paltz justin was well became a teacher elementary school teacher and adam became a geologist so they had a love for beer uh justin's father jim taylor actually worked at ibm for a while but was a home brewer and justin started at a young age and was you know getting into that whole thing and they decided they wanted to drink some better beer so they started <laughs> making their own and that was out of justin's garage where sloop was formed yeah in poughkeepsie and then um shortly after that uh, we got an arrangement with Elizaville uh, with the Vosburgs um, at the Vosburg Orchards and decided to convert an old barn into a brewery mm -hmm. and that worked out very well. Uh, that's where we started. Um, we opened a potato room, started selling at far farmers markets and then fast forward to a year ago this past September where we opened up this place. So, you know, for us, we maxed out at Elizaville in 2017. I think we finished little over 4,000 barrels on the year. Mm -hmm. We're currently maxed out at 41,000 here. So the expansion- That's quite a jump. Needed. Yeah, wow. it's a big jump uh, out of the canning line, obviously here and centrifuge and the new yeah. tanks and all that stuff. So uh, how, many, how many cans per minute? You told us before when we were so in the facility. 12 ounce, we hit 89 per minute, uh, which is crazy. Yes. The Wild Goose 600. And then uh, I think we hit around 58 a minute with the six, 16 ounce cans. So wow. yeah. 
I would love to see that. Like yeah. my brain doesn't understand that. You have to come <laughs> yeah. back. Come That's on a candy day. That's why I asked for days. Like, yeah. I'm putting that on my calendar. Yeah, come on a candy day. Hi guys, it's me. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, the born on date gets laser etched into the aluminum. Yep. So for the 16 ounce, they're all pack tech. So you can clearly see them on the bottom. Okay. For the 12 ounce, they're wrap boxes. So what we do is we put them on the bottom of the can, but the guys here are also uh, hand stamping the outside of the box. Okay. So if you see the package date, um, it's usually in a bright orange sticker. Yeah. Uh, that's the package date. Nice. Uh, How many work. people does it take to work the canning station? Uh, a lot. So yeah. right now, that crew we're hiring again. We yeah. just posted that this week. But for the packaging line, uh, it's led by John Green. Uh, he has, I think, a team of about, I would say, 12, 13 people right now and growing. Um, just like our brew staff, you know, uh, that's growing as well. We got couple of really good Harrison and Ryan Corbett are good guys that came onto the team and we just hired a couple months ago Marquita um, she's awesome she came over from Captain Lawrence awesome so yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so um, we're, we're slowly adding more people there and it's it's just been wild but you guys are growing exponentially like it's, it's crazy it's great to see especially like knowing this brewery like when it opened up and tasting the beer and yep. really liking it it's crazy yep it's amazing Thank and i'm you. very happy to hear you guys are in the south because once that opens up there's like the sky's the limit literally who doesn't love the south i'm from the south so. I'm, a florida, <laughs> I'm a florida guy i love the south are you from the south <laughs> uh fort lauderdale was born there shut up we have moved up here when i was four but kind of like spent a lot of time down there and i did not know that i have fam- my family's in georgia okay. i have some family in georgia okay. and it's right south outside of atlanta so I love every part of the South. Did you go to college down there? Up no, there? up here. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but what what got you into beer? Got me into beer. Um, a good friend, uh, Chris DeChico. Uh, he uh, was, you know, talking to me. I was in pretty much an office job and kind of bored with my life, looking at a clock. And yep, he's like <laughs> taking me on all these beer things that he was going to. And he said, "There's a position open." And at the time, it was with Union Beer in yeah. Brooklyn. And I applied and went for it and got it, and 50 pounds later, here I am. Nice. So, <laughs> people that are listening that aren't from the area, explain what De Chico's is. So, De Chico's is a, I guess, call it a high end uh, Italian grocery store uh, with a big focus on craft beer. Uh, most of the stores have a bar inside of them. Uh, they do crowlers, growlers, um, just the quality of the food, all that fun yeah. stuff. We, I've been friends with him going wow 20 years now so oh wow when did you meet him uh through a mutual friend we both grew up in rockland so yeah he just got married didn't he uh his cousin joe his cousin Cousin joe got married yeah 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 i was at that wedding from what i remember so oh my god (laughs) to a woman who's tied to walter's walter's hot dogs yeah Catherine. she's uh yeah owner of walter's amazing union right oh yeah families come together (laughs) that's ridiculous it's it's awesome two westchester families yeah it's great yeah so the chicos will reach out to you for that plug yeah Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. So it's it's kind of normalized to me that you can go to the Chico's and like have a beer sure. and shop. But I'm sure like listeners from other places are like, what did he just say? Yeah. You can do yeah. what? There is a craft beer bar inside yeah. the grocery store. I used to go to the one in Armonk when that was my route, and they have they have hot food, a salad bar, yeah. and you can buy that and go upstairs to the bar, eat your lunch, and talk to Brendan O'Brien. 
and have a lovely craft beer. It's awesome. An awesome guy. Yeah. Yeah. He plays a lot of Led Zeppelin. I'm like, (laughs) you did this just for me. Thanks, Brendan. (laughs) I love it. So you came over here from Union. Uh, yeah, well, I came over. I went. I was at Union, and then Craft New York had opened up. They opened up a, a second location, a second company. Uh, I was part of that operation, and then left and went to Bell's Brewery for oh, okay. uh, a little over two years, and then had an opportunity to go back to Craft New York, where I was a brand manager for close to fifty breweries uh, for about a year and a half. Um, that was a, that was fun. That was a lot, but I got my relationship grew closer. One of my brands was Sloop, so. Um, it grew closer with Adam and Justin, and they approached me in the summer of uh, 2017 and said they were looking to open a new place, and they were looking for a sales manager. And you're like, hell yeah! We had a lot of, <laughs> we, we had a lot of success working together yeah. in that aspect. Yeah. Um, and they had some trust there, and I had some trust with them. And absolutely took the took the job. And this is something I always wanted to do. I wanted to, you know, run a sales department for a growing brewery, especially these guys, and just. Juice bomb alone, turn me on. I mean, yeah, you know, next year we'll have turn me on. And yeah, it was just, that was it. So, so you listed all of the things you have to do. Generally, like, how do you organize all this? Is it like Monday? I talk to my reps Tuesday, or is it just like everything's all up in the air? Everything's up in the air. Yeah. We have uh, the sales team right now is myself and Harry McCann, who's been in the beer industry for a while. He's our New York City market manager, and then two part-time brand ambassadors who are great—one in Western New York, one based over here—but they travel and do some stuff for us. We're looking to expand the sales department. Um, over the next couple of years. Um, but right now, a lot of it is me, especially, you know, as much as I help out in New York City, it's a lot outside, but I, it's travel. I mean, week before last, I was in Philly for the week. Yeah. Last week, it was D.C. for the week. This week coming up, it's PA, Ithaca, and Syracuse. Um, yeah. So just kind of working with our partners and going to accounts, scheduling events, and just kind of trying to be, there, be everywhere at once yeah. when you can. But I lay it out. I'm here quite a bit. When I'm not traveling, mm-hmm. so my office is here, and you know Mondays is a big day to be here. But then yeah. I'm doing all the orders for all the states. Okay. So that computer is always open. Takes so, up most yeah, time. yeah, yeah. Which is why I think we need, you know, eventually need some help. So yeah. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. So but you're a great person to have this job. I'm not just you. saying that just because like you're sitting here. Like you are definitely a people person. Thank you. You love beer. You know beer. Like. Everybody adores you. Thank you. I appreciate Everybody it. Everybody here's named Turco. Like, oh my God, Turco's here. <laughs> like, Jim and I went to, um, where did we go? We ran into you. Bridgeview Town. Oh, Bridgeview. Yeah. 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 So, crazy day. Yeah. Chris was sitting outside. The owner, Chris, sitting outside. Yeah, they're um, at max capacity. Yeah. Because it's it's Sleepy Hollow area and they have the Headless Horseman rides and things like that. Yeah. So, October is crazy and Chris had to sit outside and turn people away. But for us, he was like, Dana Turco's inside. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going inside. Go drink some sleep. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's the next beer we're So the next beer is one I'm really excited about. So Confliction. Confliction is our dry hop kettle sour. It's 4.8% alcohol. You're going to get some nice citrusy notes to this one. Um, Forest Sour specifically, uh, this beer won 2016 the gold medal at the World Beer Cup. Wow. Um, so, funny story is when I was working at Bell's, I was on a work with in Saratoga Springs, and I was with a rep, and everywhere we were going, I'm trying to sell Bell's. Of course. And everywhere we went, it was confliction, 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 confliction. 
I didn't know who sleep was. I didn't know who confliction was. I get annoyed halfway through the work with and I go, who the hell is sleep? Right. And what is confliction? And you were conflicted. I was conflicted. And I remember I went to Caroline Street Pub and the bartender poured me a confliction and I tasted it and I looked at Brenda, I was like, now I know what all the buzz is about. You know? I was blown wow. away. So before the juice bomb craze, Confliction was the big beer for soup. This is one that everybody's waiting on. Uh, we have big plans for this. So for us, um, 12 ounce can, six pack, this is what we're rolling out right now. Okay. Um, we are, it's a very small scale. So mm -hmm. we're, we're getting a yield about 500 cases a month. Okay. I'm splitting that between New York City and the backyard right here. Gotcha. Uh, we are currently working on plans to add more tanks before the end of the year and hopefully increase production wow. for 2020. Yeah. So we would have draft and package out there and spread it to all markets. Awesome. So this is one I'm really excited about. As much as people love Juice Bomb and a lot of the other beers, the amount of people that reach out to the brewery, social media, were constantly asking me at accounts, whether it's a big chain or some. When's confliction coming? When's confliction coming? So this one's new to me. Cheers. This That's is confliction. Yeah. Give it a whirl. Awesome. I am not a big sour fan, but I really enjoyed that. It's not super sour. It's not. Yeah. I hate when it's like you pucker up. You pucker up, but also like the roof of your mouth is raw. Mm -hmm. Like some yeah. of those, and some people love that. That's a thing for some people. I'm Hi, not Kristen. that person. Wait. Yeah, Kristen, you're out there. Um, <laughs> This is delicious. Thank you. I can't, I don't like sour. I mean, I shouldn't say I don't like it. I love, I appreciate sours. Yeah. But I can't drink more than two at the most. Right. So that yeah. heartburn violently setting in. Right. But <laughs> this one, I can have a few in the sitting. Yeah. Um, again, it's the first beer I ever tried from Sloop, and I'm happy we're going to kind of hopefully yeah. take it to the next level and get it out there for everybody. So. Oh, that's. It's really good. Yeah. Because I hear sour, I get nervous. Some sours I'm good with. Usually it's the more like fruitier ones. I'm like, all right, that's going to cut the sour a bit sure. and I can have it. But this What's is great. What's the citrus note on the back end that I'm getting? Getting a little lemony. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, it's really good. I'm impressed. I'm shocked. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't make it, but <laughs> I'll take credit. Absolutely. Hey, should. Joe, I love your sweaty sour. <laughs> it's getting creepy in here. I don't know what's going on. Come on, that was, come on. Uh, funny. I laugh. All right, you're, you're drunk. <laughs> a question we ask all of our guests: What was your first beer? Not your first craft beer, like when you were eight year old and stole your dad. Jesus, eight. <laughs> Getting turco started early over here. I'm just gonna go low, just in case he is around that age. My mother gave me a sip of St. Paulie's Girl. Oh wow! <laughs> at a pizza place in Rockland. That was my first taste of beer. And I how said. old were you? I was young. He doesn't want to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I was probably uh, eight Is there a bassinet involved? See, eight. Okay. See? Eight or nine. Okay. Right. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Now, now first beer when you were closer to drinking age, but not legal yet, say high school party or... I got to say... You had a couple I, of. I got to say high school party was probably Coors Light... Bud Light, and yeah. then uh, my first break in to really start experiencing yeah. the craft beer craze is Magic Hat number nine. Wow. So. What happened to that beer? I don't see it anywhere. Uh, that beer was everywhere. I know. I thought it was, was still around, though. No? Yeah, it's, 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 the, it's there. You don't see it as much, but uh, I don't know if it's just getting 
you know, lost with all the other brands yeah, out there. But at but the time, it kind of was the thing. It was the and only now thing. there's so many now, so that's that's fair. Yeah, but I, I, I've seen, I like to try one. I haven't had I one in a long time, too. so yeah. Because when I worked for Union, I sold Magic Hat. Yeah. It was like, oh my God, Magic Hat. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, you just said that. I'm like, I have not seen that beer in a while. I would love to buy one and yep. just see if I still like it. <laughs> I remember it was on tap at college bars everywhere. or everywhere you would go and be like, you see the nine and yep. I'd say, when I first had it, I think I was at, I can't really remember it, I was at Ace Bar <laughs> in the city and I remember they had it and this is like going back and I was like, wow, this is... Yeah, it was amazing. I'm, it was like I'm enjoying this. This, doesn't, time. this yeah. doesn't taste like, you know, not knocking the other guys, but it doesn't taste like a light beer. So <laughs> once you cross over into craft beer, it's hard to go back. Mm-hmm. I had a few women at the bar last night, and they're not really beer drinkers. They come with their husbands, and before they left last night, they're like, "You're kind of making us beer fans now." Yeah. Because when I have other stuff, I can't drink it. They're sure. like, "Oh, this tastes like water," and I was like, yeah, "Welcome." Got him. We should get you a cape. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> You're a superhero. I like you, it. You don't know it. Oh my god! Next year for Halloween, I'm do <laughs> yeah, the wine to beer converter. I yeah, because other women trust other women. Sure. So you know, if I'm bartending with a guy, they'll come to me and be like, and they kind of whisper, "Listen, I don't really like beer." Yeah. Blah blah blah. I'm like, all right, but if you go out, what would you have? Yeah. And try to get like the the palate and figure out. Okay, then you might like this. Like, oh my god, I do like that. That's a beer? That's like, a yeah, beer, yeah, it's a beer. Crazy. So, after you gave us the little tour when we got here, you walked us into the room that we're currently in. Yes. Can you explain what's going on? <laughs> yes. So, this is our private event space known as the Bomb Shelter. Uh, a very industrial-looking... Well, basically, it looks like a bomb shelter. <laughs> a playoff your Juice a, Bomb yeah, IPA. Yeah, okay. absolutely. And we... Decided to turn this into an event space. We also use it as some spillover if there's not an event, right? Okay. You know, and it's packed on a Saturday. We use this, um, but basically, there's some there's some pictures around the wall uh, that we came up with. They're all old Fallout Shelter photos, and in black and white. The only thing that's in color is our bomb series. So uh, our spinoff of Juice Bomb, you know, Citra Bomb, Mosaic Bomb, Down Under Bomb. We kind of put one hidden in each of the photos. And it's been amazing here. I mean, corporate events. We do monthly movie nights. Uh, We got Beetlejuice uh, that we did this month where uh, you guys see how it's kind of laid out right now, but we do sort of a beer dinner. So it's sort of a food and beer pairing. That projector comes down, ticketed event, sells out every month and people just come in and that's awesome we did fear and loathing in las vegas we did beetlejuice you know yeah. we kind of do just yeah. those those movies that everybody loves or there's even a bomb right above our head there's right a now. bomb <laughs> there is a juice bomb missile up, up above your head and it's it's not active i promise so i like i'm in roswell yeah exactly it's amazing exactly and i gotta say the um the colors of sloop being the like the baby blue gold colors are my college colors so I feel right at home in this room and the whole building it's just making me happy and warm all over <laughs> I'm happy we could do that we did on purpose for you, you I know, appreciate so. that so this room leads into your food space yes you want to explain to us what you offer here on site yeah so the tasting room uh, Thursday through Sunday it's open we open as early as 1130 um, 
food scene has been great. We got a very talented executive chef, Adam Slammon. He came from uh, Uncle Boone's in New York City. Um, really well-known spot, awesome food. Uh, met him through a mutual friend. We were interviewing some executive chefs, and he was the last one. Oh, wow. And he was, uh, he's been amazing. Uh, the different things he's brought to the area uh, have been awesome. Um, the wood gas fire pizza oven has been a hit. But his spicy uh, pork dandan dan noodles wow. have also been a hit. I recommend getting those. He's got a beef brisket bowl. Um, he's got a obviously uh, tacos, shrimp tacos, um, uh, three different style burgers. Uh, he'll run specials. So usually there's something for everybody. Quinoa bowl, which is which is killer. Um, I read there's a peanut butter burger. There is a peanut butter burger. Explain that. I, don't, I can't even explain it. So it's, he uses peanut butter and makes this burger. He like he just like patties. puts it over the patty? Yeah, and it's it's delicious. It's delicious. It's like kind of in the burger as well. Okay. And, and you, I mean, at first when I first had it, I know a couple of places had it on the menu that I've seen. And it's like peanut butter burger? Right. Really? It was awesome. I mean, I love peanut butter, but right. I would I mean, never think a burger and peanut butter <laughs> right. together. But I love going into a new food or cuisine thinking that I'm going to absolutely hate it. Yeah, and then you and love then you it. love it. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. It's amazing. Um, since we're in that season, I also want to thank you guys for not having a pumpkin beer. Yes. Yes. For having yes. the no we love pumpkin you. beer. No pumpkin. Yep. Yes. I love the label of the beer. <laughs> how it says we don't have this, we don't have this, yep. we don't have this. It's amazing because. I'm pretty sure I've talked about it before. I don't understand the craze. Yeah. Everything's pumpkin. There's pumpkin Cheerios. I've seen pumpkin ice cream sandwiches, pumpkin pasta. Yeah. Enough. It's enough. Yeah. So I, I love that you guys don't do it, but also it makes you stand out because you don't do it. And it just started something that's funny. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, somebody asked the other day, they go, well, why do you guys hate pumpkin beer so much? And I was like, well, you're using the word hate. Right, I, go, said that. I don't think we hate pumpkin beer. I said, and certainly we don't hate anybody doing a pumpkin beer, but it's sort of, uh, for us, we're just like, you know, something that we never will do. Um, and we said, why not come up with our fall seasonal? Yeah. It turned out as a joke. I mean, we we're at, at the time and still are very IPA heavy. Yeah. And it's delicious. Let's do an IPA. Oh my we'll, God. We'll I it swear no to God, if you ever do a pumpkin beer, <laughs> no, I'm coming up here. <laughs> I'll be like, listen, I have it on tape. I promise. Speaking of IPAs, yeah. <laughs> what are we trying next? So this is uh, Juice Bomb. Uh, Juice Bomb is our number one seller. Uh, hazy, juicy, unfiltered, Northeastern IPA, 6.5% alcohol, um, low bitterness, and very balanced IPA. So cheers, cheers. to you. Cheers on that. In my research, I found that you were like hosting a trivia night. You've had like '80s proms here. Mm -hmm. You've had like, who comes up with those ideas? Or that that's all you? Yeah, no, it's all of us. I mean, you know, people chime in, and we sort of come up with all different uh, things to you know make it fun. I mean, yeah. as much as it is to keep people interested in the place, it's also for us and our own personal enjoyment yeah. to yeah. have fun with it. So yeah. um, there's some other stuff we'll be planning and coming out with and. Um, continuing to roll, but uh, yeah, I mean, we we love hosting people and love That's having a, big parties. And you so. have the space to do it. Oh, did we discuss what this space used to be? I don't oh. think so. So, what? former IBM building. Yeah. So, IBM was here forever. I think opened in the late 60s, and then um, this was vacant for a little while when we were looking at some spaces to expand and um, working with the folks at iPark on site here. They, they wanted a brewery to come in, and it was a 
Is that what this area is called now? I Park. Yes. Okay. Yep. And we we said, let's look at it, and it fit everything we needed. It had the space, uh, the loading docks for our wholesalers to come pick up beer, us to get our you know obviously grain, yeah. hop deliveries, and everything was just easier. Yeah. Um, for us, you know, we came from you know loading trucks, you know, on a on a farm in the dead of winter with guys slipping on ice and forklifts oh, wow. and stuff you know so when we saw the loading docks we were very happy to have see, a loading, well, docks. <laughs> have loading docks so um it, it yeah it needed to happen and um it's been great so the building's been awesome and the response has been great you know people love it here so i read i think i read it the other location um it was like below zero and you guys were like trying to open up and there was like a line of 30 people outside and you yes. guys were like we have to open right now. Yeah, yeah. You're like scrambling to get yeah, shit done. Yeah, and that's that place amazing. and that place will always be amazing. That's where yeah. we started. You yeah. know, we, we are closing. You know, we're moving out of there uh, November third. Um, but the Vosburgs have been great. The whole the community has been great, and you know, for us, it just makes sense to kind of yeah. you know focus on here and then you know focus on the future and sort of uh, you know not juggle so many things right. at once also so it's sort of uh, it's a testament to how good the beer is like, yeah yeah the fact that Thank people you. came from like boston or wherever and, like, and yeah. waiting in the ice cold yeah and the it's fact great. that you outgrew your old place and you need to be in a new and this sure. place is amazing it was kind of designed for you guys like it's course, great i heard it was an old ibm building and i was like that's weird but now that i see it it all makes sense. Like it's great. The space and the loading docks. But yeah, like what else would go in here other than a brewery? And it it's great getting, getting getting here. You know, yeah, Connecticut, super you're close easy. to, you're close to Pennsylvania. You know, we have people, Jersey, um, a lot of our accounts and friends in the city, they'll take the Metro North up here. Yeah. You know, you can get out at Brewster or you can get out at Beacon. And how far are those train stations from Beacon's here? Beacon's 10 minutes, Brewster's 15 minutes. Perfect. So people hop on an Uber, yeah. shoot over here. You know, I've done it a couple of times where yeah. I'm like, there's something going on up here. I'm not driving. So yeah. hop on the train. And and if you do drive, there's plenty of parking. <laughs> there's plenty of parking. Yeah, there's a lot of parking, which is good. Which so. is an issue in some places. Yeah. Like you, that will not be an issue here. No, it's great. It's been you awesome. probably take a nap in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Are you planning on taking a nap? <laughs> so used to be an IBM building. Yep. So explain to our listeners how you guys kind of paid homage to the IBM brand. So we have some nice artwork hanging around the tasting room, uh, old school pictures, you know, folks working on computers in the 80s. Um, <laughs> they all look very 80s in the pictures. Yes. Um, but, you know, uh, we had some old floppy disks. We had a semiconductor that they used to make in the building. Um, we kind of put those things ingrained in our bar um, in the tasting room. Uh, just sort of, you know, for us, the history here, uh, everybody I know who's come here has said, my uncle worked here, my dad worked oh, here, wow. my mom worked here, my brother worked here. And what's insane for me, and it's insane how things happen, my, my uncle moved uh, over to the U.S. at 18 years old from Cuba, uh, pretty much escaping the yeah. Castro regime. Yeah. And he's, uh, you know, went to Villanova, graduated from there. Wow. Um, worked at IBM he's lived in Fort Lauderdale outside of Cuba his entire life for two years him and my aunt lived in Fishkill wow and he worked in this building for two years out of school for IBM that's crazy and I always forgot the story so when I had told him 
we're moving into this facility and I use Fishkill. He goes, wait a minute. And he goes, this is the old IBM building. And, it was, and then it clicked in my head. I go, oh my God, you work there. So he actually visited, I have a cousin who lives in Greenwich, Connecticut, That's not far. amazing. And he visited here a few months ago. What year was that when he was working there? He was here, I think, 69 or 70 or right when the whole thing started happening and he came here and saw it now and was like, it looks nothing like... Was <laughs> he walking around like, this used to be this and this well, used he, to be this? Well, he did recognize some of the area that yeah. he was like, but that wasn't even there when he was here because oh, he was wow. here so long yeah. ago. Wow. That, yeah. How cool is that, that story? Cool? Yeah. yeah. Full circle, meant yeah. to be. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I hope so. you took a lot of pictures of him in here. Oh, he was great. Yeah, he loved it. And he's like, wow, look what we were making, and now you're making beer. So, <laughs> there you go. So how many beers do we have on tap here for people that visit the brewery? So we have 20. Um, well, nice. they're mirrored lines, but sometimes the number's skewed a little bit. So sometimes we'll have, you know, 15 different ones or whatever, and then the cans to go. Um, but every week it's something new. Um, we do a larger batch, a 120 barrel batch that we get out to the market as well, uh, but it's considered a limited release. Okay. And then we do the really, really limited off the 15 barrel batches for real. Okay. So that stuff usually stays in-house. I might get like two sixths for every state, <laughs> like well, all the states. So it's kind of like you hold that for an event or right. am I doing this or what are we doing? What do we have coming up? Um, but yeah, every week something new. So. Okay. This is uh this is the place to come. I know when we opened up, it was all IPAs, mm-hmm. and uh, there's just nothing the way, wrong with that. No, and just the way the schedule is going, and then Justin realized he's like, yeah, well, I want to work more on a balance. So you know, we've done different, we've done pale ales, we've done different things, brewery only stuff to make sure the board is balanced and people people can come in and there's something for everybody. Right. We're a sour fan, you know, even if you don't drink beer, we offer Doc cider, we offer Wolfer cider. Oh, cool. Uh, we have canned wine. Oh, nice! And we actually are starting our cocktail program. Oh, yep. really? Yep. So we'll, uh, November eighth, uh, we're doing a big party here. Um, we worked with Hudson Valley Whiskey nice. uh, and selected our own barrel. Um, that's and the baby oh, that's bourbon. Cool. Yeah, whiskey. Yeah. Out. Man, so uh, we have a couple of cocktail cocktails. Excuse me. We're offering a vodka and then sort of a spin on a on a. Um, Manhattan sort of okay. drink, uh, that's but we're cool. going to be offering that here, um, and that's going to start, yeah, like a couple weeks. Um, so that's really exciting. Yeah, so you'll be able to come and and, and get a cocktail here, uh, which I love because I'm trying to not drink so much beer to lose some weight. So <laughs> I'm like, ooh, that's good. <laughs> so for people that want to come visit, are you open Monday through Friday? When when can they find you? Thursday through Sunday. Okay. Um, yep, Thursday through Sunday. Doors open at eleven thirty. Um, uh, we usually stay open until, you know, uh, weekends will be almost 10, but, you know, usually yeah. close a little bit earlier during the week, uh, 8 or 9. Discretion of the taste rooms. You yeah. know, if it's if it's crowded, we'll, we'll stick around for a little bit longer. But, That's awesome. Yeah. Is there anything, I know you mentioned the cocktail program party. Is there anything else coming up you want to mention or No, I don't, I don't think so. I think we're pretty much, uh, I, th- I think we're pretty much, you know, rocking and rolling right now yeah. uh, we'll probably actually we are doing December 13th um, okay. it's a Friday we are doing a Toys for Tots event here nice. with Build-A-Bear oh. so they're setting up in here um, and all proceeds sold with the bears and and, uh, and super soft with the teddy bear on the on the label 
Uh, that's kind of why we did that's this whole thing. That's the coolest. Uh, we'll be donating a, a dollar to Toys for Tots. That's great. For, Thank you for doing yeah, that. You pre- awesome. Yeah, I appreciate so we'll that. definitely shout that out. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's adorable. I might, I might need a bear. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. No, it's going to be fun. I forgot. I completely. Yeah, we're just finalizing that now. You'll see stuff on social media about that. That is so week, awesome. So. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. Appreciate this has it. Been thank so you. So much fun. I love when we can do this with a friend of mine. This well, just, it's easy doing it yeah, when there's somebody you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's super so fun. I appreciate um, it. If you're thirsty for more listeners, Jim, where can they find us? You guys can listen to us on Anchor, which is the app that we record But First Beer on. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, Spreaker, Pod... I already said Podbean. You did. Wow. I'll There's say a it again. few more. I didn't write Podbean's them down. Podbean's great. I couldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere you can listen to a podcast, you can hear us. We are there. We appreciate you guys for tuning in uh, every time we put one of these out. And we have so much fun doing it. And we'll be bringing you some more content soon. Take care. Bye. Bye.
like they took the time and they were like, wait, can you slow down? Can you actually explain how this works? I really want to make sure that I understand what this is. Why did you do this this way? And I think that that actually takes a lot of courage. Like it, it takes a lot of vulnerability to be able to be like, um, can you please explain this in a way yeah. that I'm going to understand because this is important to me. Right. And I'm spending I think, a lot of money on this. Yeah. 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 And I think that people end up making stupid mistakes out of pride right. and fear of asking questions. You end up steering the conversation towards things that are safe, things that you know, things that you feel comfortable talking about, and kind of just like talking louder <laughs> so that you can overcompensate for it. And rather than like actually having open, honest, vulnerable conversations about things. And that was something that really struck me meeting these yeah. ladies earlier this week. It was really cool, so I think that, you know, they're off to a good start. I'm really excited for what they're gonna do. And Sophie is a genius. So we'll continue <laughs> to ask her all the questions. I am here. Because that's another like lady positive quality is that we come from also an abundance mindset. Like we want to help each other because the more that we do things together, the bigger things are gonna get, the more momentum we're gonna get. And that's how we're gonna make yeah. shit happen. Right? So we have spoken about Pink Boot Society and all these like women focused things, so I think is amazing. Do we think that in order for us to grow more in beer with these bros, should there be more more events that invite them in? You know what I mean? Because I feel like if they just do their broy stuff and we do our stuff, it's still segregated. Which it's, I'm glad to have more women come and grow, but if we're still not doing it together, what could we do? to have the dudes meet us and be like, oh, these women are serious, they know what they're talking about. Is, is there an event we can do? Like, how how do you make that work? Thoughts? <laughs> or do you think that's not even worth it? Like, do you think that's a good idea? Or do you think that's not not something we should even be thinking about? No, I think it's definitely helpful. That, that This discussion is happening across all aspects of business. You know, in finance, people are saying you need the, the male sponsors or mentors to take women under their wing to help bring them to the higher levels of the companies. Um, and the same thing Sophia was saying, when a man can point to her as the expert, it lends more credibility. And it's, it sucks that that's how it is. But I think, you know, Beers Without Beers um, is a great example of a place that would be great if all male brewers yeah. went and attended it as guests and yeah. got to know the female brewers and supported them. And didn't um, speak, just listen. Just kidding. <laughs> didn't mansplain. Right. Or didn't try to explain to us what we should have changed with our beer. Right. Um, but no, I think, like Tara was saying, the beer industry recognizes that they need to expand their consumer base, they need to be more diverse, because otherwise it's more and more breweries drinking from the same right. batch of beer, right. and that's going to put everyone out of business. Right. So, um, we, I think the support's there, but yeah, probably more events that invite everybody, invite all genders, but are focused on women would be great. We're, for our tap room, we're gonna do yoga flat. We're, we're trying to bring more women to the tour. Yeah. Um, hopefully men come too, but yeah. 
One thing we've been talking about is um, looking beyond the beer industry, whether it's for inspiration or collaboration and partnerships. So this is this was the main theme of the Crackers Conference in March this year, which is attended by about 14,000 beer professionals. Wow. Um, so we didn't even have a beer when we went. <laughs> uh, but the big topics were things like health as a trend. People are looking oh, wow. for gluten-free beers, non-alcoholic beers, beer alternatives, or integrating beer into a healthier lifestyle, and then expanding the craft beer market. No surprise there. That's why we're here and trying to get the word out that there are women in the industry. But for us, like the people who are shopping at Whole Foods are part of our core customer group. They don't, they're not going to a beer boutique. They just want to buy beer that yeah. goes along with whatever they're picking up for dinner that night. Um, and same thing with the partnerships we hope to foster in the space, which is like, I don't know, a pottery painting class, calligraphy, uh, family yoga. I don't know. Awesome. I, I just think that beer, as Sophia said, it, it's like this echo chamber of the industry just turning in on itself and everyone's collaborating with each other and they're not really looking beyond their doors. And for us, probably the most exciting collaboration beyond you know, someone like Sophia would be with uh, a different brand that's outside of the industry that can help expose us to people who don't think beer is for them. Yeah. So I think, like Leanne said, men as allies, um, expanding the craft beer market requires support from within and it requires people opening their eyes to beyond the people willing to stand in line for can drops. Yeah. Or, uh, just wear the beer gear around. Like, we need yeah. to expand to help the industry grow. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely felt, been pressured into making decisions that are not women-friendly just because the economics don't work yet. Yeah. Like, it's really hard when you have a business that's open and you have to make decisions that you, part of you is like, well, ideally I would make all of these like cool shirts and stuff and like do tank tops and v-necks and all of that kind of stuff. But the reality is like, we're not at a point in the market where that's actually sellable. Like we would just have it sitting in our warehouse for, for months and as a startup, you don't have that luxury. So you kind of have to fit into what is working at the time and make small changes and I think that's why we've seen things progress so mm -hmm. as slowly as they have because we're really like especially in New York State we're really at the beginning of our boom we're just getting started you know the laws have changed so recently that it's allowed tap rooms to serve their beers to sell direct to the consumer and we're just kind of seeing how that's all going to play out. Mm -hmm. So we've had to play it safe mm -hmm. for a little bit, and I think we're just about at the stage where, where that's gonna change. So, what do you guys think about the future of beer trends? Nothing gender specific, just beer in general. We've gone through like a big IPA craze. Do you think that's gonna continue? Sours to me seem to be the new IPA. Do you think there's going to be some different like style coming up that nobody's thought about? And you'd be like, oh, remember I said it two years ago, and here we are. Dark lagers. <laughs> Do you think? Is that a love of yours? Or you just, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to make it happen. <laughs> the 
what you heard it here, folks. Dark waters, twenty twenty. <laughs>
I remember when I was home brewing and we would go to festivals and stuff, we would just make like the most alcoholic beer possible because <laughs> it would be the most popular. Like, that's how we would sell out. We like it was pandering, sure, but like we didn't care. That's what we want. Right? Like untapped reviews are always much higher than like very true. Yeah, do you think that's the current consumer base, though, again? Right. And there's maybe a lot of people out there who don't want that. So. Yeah. And there's definitely people that come into a bar and say, oh, everything's like 7% and up, but there's nothing lower. So there definitely is a market for that. Absolutely. Yeah, and I do really appreciate that in the past few years, we've had a lot, in, in New York City in particular, a lot more emphasis on posting what the ABVs are. Yes. I would hate it when I could go into bars see a bunch of beers, maybe like seven IPAs, and an IPA can range from like five to eight percent. Yeah. And have no idea what I was right. getting into because it's not mandatory in New York State. Um, so I really appreciate that a lot of bars have been taking that initiative to to post that and inform the consumer. 100% because some of them it's very well made. It could be 8% but taste like five. And you're like, oh, I had four, I'm fine. And you go to stand up and you fall on your face. Like, well, I guess I'm not going home. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, anything new coming up at any of the breweries? I know that you guys just said your exciting news. Any events coming up that you want to shout out, talk about? Well, we are working on a lot of projects in Beacon. We recently opened up... Um, just the first bar that we're gonna have open in our new tap room space, in our new, in our new brewery vegan. Um, we opened up a small bar and a brew deck and we're gonna be opening up a few more bars and a huge event space upstairs that's gonna be for private events, weddings, nice. and also shows it's gonna be one of the largest venues in the Hudson Valley. And then we're also thinking, building a big old brewery <laughs> behind it. Um, That's exciting. So we have a lot of exciting stuff coming up there. And we're also going to be doing Lab Fest again in Barnerville this year. Oh my God. Which was very Sorry, exciting. I'm really excited. <laughs> you guys are coming. Yes. You're pouring, you're definitely going to pour so, beer at the next So, for one. those that don't know what Lab Fest is, what was Lab Fest last year? So, Lab Fest, Lab stands for Live Art and Beer, and we had um, a whole bunch of we had about 40 breweries, mostly New York State, but we also closed our entire 14-acre pre-industrial, pre-Civil pre War industrial complex um, and filled it with a bunch of different performers and artists and just had people kind of like meandering around and had like secret <laughs> pop-up shows and circus things and music and lots of stuff like that. And this year, Based on feedback from last year, we're going to make it more family friendly so that Good. people can bring their children and stuff. Like, unfortunately, Doug couldn't go last year because he couldn't get a babysitter. Ah, so right, we're right. going to try to accommodate. Sorry, Doug, you missed out. It was awesome. <laughs> it was amazing. amazing. <laughs> For those that are like thinking about should I go or should I go, go. Definitely go. It was the best beer event I've ever been to. Ditto. And to say that it was your first year, can't wait for the second year. Yeah, you did a phenomenal job. Mind blowing. Yeah. When is this? What time of year? May. Nice. Yes. We're all blow It was, it was like May 18th, 19th <laughs> yeah. of this past year. So I want to thank Serena 
and North and Westchester Mountains for always working to put this together. I want to thank Gary at Green Tops and Tops Bakery back there. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Gary. Uh, thank you all for coming again to sit with us. I'm so happy that you had fun the first time that you came back. So thank you, Sophia, Tara, and Leanne. Excited for everything coming up for you guys. If you ever want to come back and shout something else out that's going on, when you guys open your place, absolutely. Oh, yeah. When you're ready and beacon to announce whatever we're doing, we'll definitely want to come back and hang out with you guys. This is so much fun. Thank you for thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Listen, listeners, if you're thirsty for more, Jim, where can they find us? You all can listen to us on the podcast app that we record on, which is called Anchor. You can listen to us on Spreaker, Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Pocket Casts. You just wrote podcasts like three times on there. What do you have me reading from? Just keep going. Oh, my God. Nobody listens. Overcast. <laughs> Radio Public. And Spotify. Just make things up with all of them. To everyone here at Beer Noggin Mount Kisco, subscribe to Butt First Beer right now on your smartphones. Uh, and thank you to Doug and Brendan for letting us do this and housing us and hosting us. Thank you so much. And I apologize in advance for my wife's cackle blowing out your eardrums. But I love her. And I'll take her home with me tonight. <laughs> thank you all. You'll be hearing from us soon. Take care. Bye.